0: Welcome to The Brilliant, where brilliant people with brilliant ideas are working to make the world a little brighter.
1: everybody we're back with the brilliant and we're back with our new intern Lily Fuller and so we're bringing Lily on as our podcast creation intern she's going to be helping us out with the podcast and as a part of that she gets to interview with us and you get to hear a little bit about her and her story and how she connects up her beliefs and what she does in an interesting way And so with that, uh, Lily is a fourth year entrepreneurship student. We'll let her tell you a little bit more about that, but welcome to the show, Lily. It's great to have you on.
0: Thank you. I am very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me and for giving me the opportunity to be the Brilliance Podcast creation intern this summer. I'm very excited to connect with not- only other eager and brilliant students on campus, but also the talented guests that we will be having on the podcast this summer. Currently, I am a full-time student at Florida State University studying retail entrepreneurship on the product development track, and so what I'm really focusing on right now is tuning into my design skills so that I can eventually work in high-end fashion as a designer.
1: Awesome. What got you interested in that? That that's a, a very specific niche to be interested mm-hmm. in. So what got you there?
0: A lot of people they always say they had the passion for fashion since they were younger. For me, it was a gradual just kind of what do I like to do? I like to work with my hands. I don't like to sit in one spot for too long. I like constant changing, you know, the fashion trends, they change nowadays on a weekly basis you know if a celebrity comes out in a new shirt you'll see it on fashion nova two weeks later just kind of realizing okay what works for me what do i want in my life and trying to find a career that matched with my personality
1: that's great Yeah. So yeah, all of that change is a big part of fashion and keeping tabs on what that change is going to be like that has to in some ways kind of be exhausting. And but that's really sort of the life of an entrepreneur in some ways is you're constantly trying to figure out what people are interested in and what people are wanting and how you can serve them. And so that's really cool that you got into that. So you said that you got into this gradually. What started you kind of nudging over to be like, okay, well, well, maybe it's fashion.
0: Originally, I was a pre-med major studying biology and speaking with people who were already in the medical field, already in the med school here at FSU, I realized this was not the career I wanted to go into because there was not as much freedom as I thought there was in terms of working with insurance companies they have certain standards, and you can't provide everything you want to different people because they have their different plans, their different situations. You have to follow by the guidelines. So, I definitely wanted to look into a major that gave me more freedom over my life, my income, give me that work life balance that people in the medical field, for the most part, do not get. And then, I just, I've always loved the arts. So, working in design was something that I was drawn towards.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and I know people that are in the medical field, and I think, yeah, one of the things, they can have a lot of stuff, but one of the things that a lot of times they don't have is autonomy and freedom and those kind of things. And so I, I can understand that. And you really went from almost a career that maybe had very little autonomy and freedom in it in terms of, hey, I've got to show up at the hospital or at my clinic or wherever, to something that is almost all about autonomy and freedom in entrepreneurship. And so what is it that that really captures your imagination when when you think about working kind of for yourself. What is it that really goes, yeah, that's the direction that I wanna go. I need to be free to pursue the things that I need to do.
0: One thing that I really like is change. It is exhausting, but for me personally, I definitely thrive in an environment that's constantly changing, constantly keeping me on my feet. You don't know what you're going to expect going into the office that day. And then also just being creative. What I've realized, and I think many other creative individuals can relate to this as well, as your creative energy comes in birth and you will get inspired by many different things at any given moment. I've found my passions, things I like, they will change sometimes on a weekly monthly basis. And so being an entrepreneur gives you that opportunity to kind of dabble in multiple different industries all at the same time or really whenever you have that passion for it. I've never really saw myself as an individual who's going to work in one industry my whole life. That to me sounds so boring and mundane (laughs) I'm not someone that likes a rigid schedule I like to switch it up every day so being able to give myself that freedom where if I want to work in one industry and the next year I can go to another industry when I'm ready that is very appealing to me and gets me excited for the path that my life can take and knowing that it's not even going to be a straight path that curved path is very exciting for me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that opportunity to just kind of pursue the things that you want to pursue. You know, like you you think about great entrepreneurs and those are the folks that they don't stop working they just figure out other stuff that they want to be working on and so bill gates and and the gates foundation uh, you know he he started off with microsoft and doing all of the microsoft stuff and then moved into okay well now microsoft is kind of running itself in some ways and what i want to do is i want to focus on how can i help these people how can i help people you know dealing with with some bigger stuff and uh, yeah that's I think a lot of times the dream for entrepreneurs is to be able to have that freedom to switch and say, okay, now now this is grabbing my attention. Yeah, that's cool. So tell everybody, what is it like to be an entrepreneurship major? Like in some ways for some people I have a feeling that they hear that and they go, well, an entrepreneur goes out and does their own thing, so why are you going to school for that? Yeah, you know, why why aren't you just jumping in? And so Tell us a little bit about what it's like to be an entrepreneurship major and then how that is bringing skills to you as you prepare for for a career being an entrepreneur.
0: So the major ideally presents you with an outline of what it is to create your own business. So I've taken accounting classes, I've taken marketing classes, product development, global sourcing, so, you know, going from your idea to your final product or service, what steps you need to take to get there. A lot of activities that we do in class, projects, papers, will be creating your own business plan or create an app, work with your team and create a business, create a product. It's a lot of actually taking your idea and making it a physical product or service.
1: That's great. So... It, just to clarify on that, so are you actually shipping work out there then? are are you actually or is this more like a theoretical? hey, I'm creating I don't know, dairy came to mind. so i'm I'm creating this cheese product and I'm sending that out, but it's all imaginary. So is it kind of a both end? Is it both of those? Is it one of those? Is it the other?
0: It is both theoretical and real instances. Last semester, we had to create a business plan which they told us to try our best to make it as realistic as possible but they know we're learning so sometimes especially the financing aspect it might not completely make sense where we're getting our funding is not real but just kind of treating it like this is real sometimes we have to make up our vendors make up our investors and stuff just for the sake of the project so that business plan that was long and that was a lot of theoretical but then it's funny you mentioned dairy because Two semesters ago, I created a dress made out of Q-milk, which is a fabric made out of spoiled milk. And my goal was to have zero waste making the dress because one of the largest waste pollution coming from the fashion industry is from fabric, whether that is from the fabric being burned somewhere and the CO2 is being released into the atmosphere, or there's a lot of ways that fabric is wasted. And so I created a zero waste dress which uses all the fabric that was given to me and then the fabric was made out of a natural protein so it's biodegradable and can return back into the earth so you don't have to worry about the CO2 being released from the dress if you leave it on the grass it will return back into the earth which I hope you don't because it was a gorgeous, lovely (laughs) gown.
1: Wow, that's that's amazing. So a dress made out of spoiled milk. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's- And
0: even the milk protein itself was, so when you milk the cow, there's some milk that goes on the shelves that you can drink and then there's some milk that's just spoiled and it's going to be thrown away. So they take that milk that's going to be thrown away and they make that into a fabric. So it's really cool that the whole entire process going all the way back is eliminating waste.
1: Yeah, that, that's absolutely, yeah. And I bet as you were learning ab- about all of this stuff, you probably didn't know how much waste was involved in the fashion industry until you started really getting into this. And so that was kind of a, a learning moment for you. What have been those other learning moments as you've gone through your career now as a, you know in this major and, and learning all of this stuff, as you go through that journey, you you learn stuff about humanity, you learn stuff about the world. What have been some of the things that you've learned as you've gone through your, your career so far?
0: So one word that they love to use in the retail industry is sustainability, and a lot of people think sustainability is just relating to the planet and reviving the environment and just being environmentally friendly. However, sustainability is also how you're treating your employees. So they want to make sure you have good company culture, and a lot of people, they use global sourcing. But the manufacturing sites overseas are not in the best conditions. They're not treating their employees properly because they don't have the laws and regulations that they do and the rights they do here in America. Um, So that is an issue that we're seeing where companies here in America are working with unethical working conditions in other countries so they can essentially exploit these workers so they can get cheap labor and make the most profit. And that's something that i definitely want to change in my career that you can still be a successful business without having to compromise the other parts of the triple bottom line and that is um, profit people and planet for those of you who don't know what the triple bottom line is most companies especially in america focus solely on profit and i would like to focus more on people and the planet consumers nowadays are looking more into companies besides just you're in business to make money. They want to see what movements are you supporting? What are you doing to improve the planet? How do you treat your employees? And then they're deciding if this is a the company they want to invest in.
1: Yeah, and so there's that that idea of the the sustainability of a business is much bigger than just its bottom line. and. Yeah, I I get that so often. The the sustainability of a business can seem like, well, this is just something that we, you know, we we need to take in some profit, we need to appease our shareholders, we need to send out paychecks and and stuff, but there's more to it than that. It's the people and and it's so much more. And so now you've got things that are coming out like the B Corps of the world and and all of that that are are really taking a look at sustainability in that broader sense of, you know, how are we being sustainable about the people that we're hiring? How are we being sustainable about our vendors and things like that? So yeah, uh, that's a really great insight in terms of seeing how the sustainability of a business is much bigger than just its bottom line. So at The Brilliant, we believe that you do better work, you do better things in general when you start to take a little bit of what you believe and you start to align that with what you're doing. And so how have you been able to do that thus far and how are you looking at doing that in the future as you continue this journey into entrepreneurship?
0: I've always been drawn to nature. Nature is beautiful, it's full of life. So it was not hard for me to make that decision that I want to change how the industry runs and focus more on the people and the planet. As a designer, I have the power to only produce products which are aligning with my, my ethical values. And I have the ability to say, basically, I'm not going to produce a product that I know is going to harm the planet. That I know you're going to work with this manufacturer over here and exploit these employees when I don't agree with that. And like I said earlier, customers nowadays are looking for businesses that align with their ethical values as well. We see this with millennials. They're very interested in the planet and people. And then even more than them, Gen Z, as they become the people who are in the companies, you know, the CEOs, the vice presidents, the presidents, and they're becoming the parents of the next generation, they're only going to really invest those values into the future generations to come. And I'm very confident that this trend is not going to be something that we're going to see go away.
1: Yeah, and and they, there's that that kind of sense in there as well of you when you listen to your customer well, and, and what you're saying, especially about millennials and Generation Z, which you're, you're a part of that generation, is that that's a big value. And and that's something that you as an entrepreneur can be listening to and and saying, okay, this is a value not only for myself, but it's a value that I can see in other people. And the, the neat thing there is that as an entrepreneur, you're specifically placed in a position where you can encourage that belief. And you can say, oh, you're interested in, in the planet and I'm interested in, you know, in the planet and, and keeping things sustainable and I'm interested in people and you're interested in people and keeping those relationships sustainable. Let me put something into the market that you can actually then support. You can support my work, but through supporting my work, what you're doing is you're making an opportunity for me and you and everybody else who feels the same way to engage in that kind of powerful stewardship that a lot of times, you know, capitalism gets a really bad rap, you know, because capitalism in some ways says, a lot of people say about capitalism that, well, okay, they're, they're just looking out for the bottom line. But going back to what you were saying before about that triple bottom line, once you see the bottom line is something different, you can still be capitalist. You can still say, hey, I want to put something out in the market. I want to be an entrepreneur. And I'm going to do that in a way that engages people to do good things instead of you know, to exploit other people or to exploit the planet. So that's, that's a really, really neat, neat possibility for you. So, as you look into into the future of Lily Fuller and what you're doing, what would be just what would be awesome for you? What what would you really enjoy doing?
0: I would love to have my own clothing line. I want to see my clothes walking down a runway, and uh, I just am thinking about it; it makes me so excited. But I definitely want to use that platform to inform people of social issues. I would definitely love to highlight different social issues that arise and then create a fashion a fashion line which corresponds with it. So recently, I don't want to get the acronym wrong. Is it A-P-A-A-P-I? AAPI? Asian American mm-hmm. Pacific Islanders. There's been a lot of attention towards the hate crimes on their community. And I would love to create a fashion line which highlights and respects and just give my gratitude towards their community and the amazing things they've done throughout history and in turn it will also shine light on what is going on and so people can appreciate the clothing and its art form but also learn something new and become more aware socially in the process
1: yeah so, so what comes to mind is uh, Marshall McLuhan uh, talked about the, the, the medium is the message, and th- that sort of understanding of what, what you're wanting to do with fashion is you're wanting it to be a message. You know, and, and so much of our fashion is messaging. You know, it, it's messaging something about how we understand culture, how we want to present ourselves to the world, a lot of times our fashion even has like massive letters on it, just screaming at people, Hey, this is, this is what I believe. This is what I think this is, you know, something about me. And so what you want to do is, is connect that ability to communicate with what's walking down the runway. Yeah. That-
0: yes. And I'd love to relate each line to the current movement or, social awareness that's going on at that time like i said fashion is constantly changing the social issues that arise are constantly changing and i would love to just continue to produce clothing to help progress people and their social awareness
1: yeah absolutely and and so you're able to again to kind of bring people into that equation and say Hey, this is important to all of us, and it could be important to even more of us by you know having that that exchange of fashion and, and having that exchange of okay mm-hmm. we're we're in this together let let's talk about these issues that are important to us and then through that we can we can bring even more awareness around that that's really neat
0: because mm-hmm. fashion is a universal language and a lot of things that go on people have a hard time I don't want to say have a hard time. It is always easy and comfortable to speak up for a lot of things that go on. Fashion is something that can bridge that gap because that's something that's very accepted and a lot of people love and are interested in fashion. And so to be able to present these issues in a more comfortable manner for people to receive, I think will be something that will be well accepted.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, thanks for taking the time talking to us, Lily. And everybody on the podcast, you'll be hearing more from Lily because Lily will be our our podcast creation intern. So you'll hear her voice on, on several other interviews and you'll probably get to know her a little bit better. This was just your first little taste of who she is and what she's all about. And so once again, Lily, thanks for being on. And any last words you want to share with the listeners? Thanks
0: again so much for having me. Once again, I'm very excited to be here and I can't wait to continue to work with The Brilliant and for y'all to get to know me a little bit more.
1: Awesome. We, we definitely look forward to it. Thanks again. And hey, everybody out there in Brilliant Land, we'd love if you would connect up with us. So send a email to brilliantfsu at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear either if you've got somebody that you want to nominate, who would be a great person for us to talk to, or if you want to get some more information on somebody that you've heard on the podcast, we can share that with you or anything at all. So um, uh, love. Like, subscribe, do all of that good stuff, and we'll talk to you in a little while. Bye. All right, Lily, I'm going to stop.
0: Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into The Brilliant Podcast. We appreciate every stream. If you enjoy what you hear and would like to stay updated with us, please connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at TheBrilliant. We love to hear from you all and continue to improve based on feedback from you. Thanks again for listening.